Hello and welcome to the Spooky Screen. My name is Steven and I am the host of this podcast and with me are my co-hosts David, Noah, and Johnny. Um, Nick is absent today and he has a very good excuse for not being with us today. He got married this past weekend and we both want to say congratulations Congrats. to him and his newlywed wife, Katrina. Um, the best. Nick will be off for this week. Uh, we are looking forward to having him back for episode eight and nine. Um, but in the meantime, we, we, yeah, I want to say congratulations and we love you, Nick. Um, so with that being said, uh, today we'll be discussing the hit HBO show, The Last of Us, created by Craig Mazin and Neil Druckmann. Uh, this week we're covering episode seven, which is titled Left Behind, based off of DLC content from The Last of Us video game. Um, if this is the first review you're watching, uh, please go back to episode one and start from there as you make your way through the season. Uh, and for those who are joining us for the first time, public service announcement, this is your first and last spoiler alert. We will be breaking down episode seven in detail. So uh, please watch the show before you listen to or watch this uh, review. So let's get into it. Uh, Noah, Dave, and Johnny, episode seven, uh, thumbs up or thumbs down. Uh, did you like this episode? That's like a solid nine, 10 o'clock like, which isn't as effusive as a 12 o'clock seems like we're all pretty much lukewarm on episode seven left behind um johnny you want to start us off what are one or two things like about this focus. episode yeah come here get, come get the camera on. focused <laughs> this episode is good in its own right but as episode seven of a nine part season it was inappropriate i think in terms of timing and the scope it covered. And I think specifically it's because it tackles almost, I'll call it verbatim, which is not the right word, but it, it, it mimics exactly the same ideas in episode three, a complex gay love story for an hour, which they, they knocked out of the park in the first one. And then they explored it again. And we didn't get the action. We didn't get the plot that they left us on the cliffhanger. And it felt like it's the same. It was the same story again. So I felt like that was a little weak. Um, obviously, the character development with Ellie was fun, but I don't think it was necessary. Um, so in that sense, I think it, it let me down a bit. And I was really waiting to see the plot move along, and I did not get to see that. So I think, unfortunately, despite me liking a lot of this, I felt let down and a little concerned about how we're going to get to a really conclusive ending because it's feeling right now like we're going to be left with a weird cliffhanger that no one's going to be satisfied with. Got it. So it's a bit of a bit of a retread and you're afraid that it undercut its own momentum heading into episode eight and nine. Yeah. And I don't yeah. know what's coming, but I could just get the sense that we don't have enough time now Yeah. to deal with what needs to happen to resolve this. Things may feel rushed. Uh, odd pacing okay mm -hmm. dave what about you yeah i uh echo a lot of similar points to johnny the acting was really well done and i always love uh when we get those little moments of bella ramsey as ellie exploring the past world that she never grew up in like whether it's she's like talking about pop culture or what it's like flying in an airplane or something like that or how everyone loves carpenters 
what uh, our contractors, what Joel said last episode. And I thought that aspect of the episode was really well done. It was really fun as a viewer to watch, especially all of us growing up in the era of the malls and like being a mall rat. So that was fun, but just similar to kind of what Johnny's saying, it just took a lot of the momentum and anticipation that I wanted like released in this episode and expected in this episode. And it was just like, hold on. We got some really great character development that we're going to explore. I know you're on the edge of your seat, but just hold on for one more hour. And it just felt really misplaced. And I don't know, like you're saying, this is based on a DLC. I would have loved like two, three months down the line, like maybe a special web episode to like get me hyped for season two or something like that. I thought that would have been really cool. And that they then they could have released this episode, but that's just yeah, similar to like what a Euphoria did with the the Christmas episodes. But yeah, I think Dave, what you're saying is like um, again, kind of echoing what Johnny's saying. Momentum was kind of cut off, and you it's almost as if the show was saying, "Hey, you have to eat your broccoli before you get your cake," you know? Like we you we can't go to Joel and Ellie just yet. We need to explore her backstory. Right. Yeah. Noah, what about you? First of all, Noah, I love the sign, the neon sign. Like, it is. Who, what lovely soul got you that neon sign? My wife. Your wife she was is so amazing. kind and she redid my entire room while I was away. And she, did she hang up that bike as well by she herself? She did. What a, this she, bike is my grandfather's bike. That's an awesome. Bike. Left it to me. Yeah. I don't know how old that's it like, is, but. I mean, it looks like a bike from the ET or something like that, or the Goonies. It's pretty yeah, cool. I love it. It is pretty cool. Anyways, we're um, distracted. Yeah, give us well, your thoughts. When, when do our signs get here, Noah? Uh, in the mail. So they should okay. be <laughs> arriving any Great. day now. Great. Just, just wait at the door, okay? Who's it? What's yeah. your time? You got a sign Hold for it. Hold my breath. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> oh, yeah. So, Last of Us, episode seven? Yeah, seven. Uh, it was a filler episode. Let's just be honest. Filler episode. It was a really, really good filler episode. It was beautiful to look at. Fantastic acting. A great character study. I'm happy we got to spend some time with Ellie bonding. But I do agree with my other co-hosts, Johnny and David, that it felt ill-timed and poorly placed and kind of killed the momentum of what was coming before it. And it reminds me a lot of the Stranger Things season two episode where Eleven goes off and hangs with the psychic gang right after all this crap went down and Bob dies and all spoiler, sorry, but all this stuff happens and Eleven just goes off and does this random off story with a bunch of characters. And it is a character study for herself, but it just kills momentum and not many people like that episode. This reminded me a lot of that. Um, and I, I, I give it mid because it's a great filler episode, but my dislike is the fact that there's so much in my mind to cover. And for the first time in the season watching it, I'm afraid how they're going to handle it, how they're going to fit everything is that's to come in for two episodes. And I'm worried it's going to feel rushed and I'm trying to trust you, Craig Mazin, but it's it's getting a, it got a little it got a little hard today after this a little episode. bit of a bumpy ride yeah. a little bit of a bumpy ride so yeah. 
and I, redundant I, ride and a redundant ride <laughs> it was a redundant ride yeah it, it rhymed a bit you know with episode three and i think that's a fair criticism johnny and you know adding my um my two cents to the pile it's it it was it was a little it was a little bit frustrating to see um them having to jump in, back into the past when i think they did a very successful job at hinting at what had happened to ellie in previous episodes um just being able to kind of piece together oh it wasn't her first kill that young boy in kansas city um she you know wasn't interested in boys um i i think there were subtle breadcrumbs uh spread throughout the six episodes that preceded it um that i didn't really feel like we needed to see the dlc um episode um and i think uh, Dave had a great idea of just kind of releasing it as a stopgap between season one and two. Now that mm -hmm. it's renewed for a second season, um, I really would have liked to have seen a little bit more meat on the bone when it comes to yeah. the the main uh, storyline. I think there was still a ton of material. Just kind of speaking from a gamer's perspective, without spoiling it for the non gamers here, like there was just a ton of material that they could have covered. And um, no spoilers, Johnny. No I spoilers. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I just thought that it it did uh, undercut its momentum heading into the final two, three episodes, which, you know, typically as an audience, you're primed to expect fireworks from. And I, I just don't think we got that with this one. So I, I thought it was a, a great episode, solid character work. I thought that mall was fantastically designed, um, but ultimately unnecessary for the main storyline, which is Joel and Ellie. And I really would have liked the focus to have remained on those two. Um, yeah, I, I am wondering if maybe these final two episodes are like 80, 90 minutes long to make up for um, episode for seven. For sure. So. They got to be like two hour episodes. I want four <laughs> I hours so. of content, man. I hope so. <laughs> oh yeah. God, I, I honestly think that's their only choice. Yeah, so. I don't know. Yeah, so we're all lukewarm uh, for yeah. varying but similarly overlapping reasons, I think. No, I was just going to say, like, you know, if you go back and watch our past reviews, you know, when we reviewed episode four, when they did the Henry and Sam arc, me and Johnny echoed a lot of these similar, like, uh, hesitations, frustrations, like, are they actually going to be able to pull this off, not knowing the game's storyline? And they they literally and figuratively killed it on on episode five. Like they closed the storyline beautifully. There was a lot of character building. There was a lot of story movement momentum, and that's what I wanted for this episode. And they just they just like I don't know, dropped the ball. You just oh yeah, go for it, Noah. I have a you hand. Got your hand because I want to address that, David. Yes. If you remember back to that episode, you should watch that episode. If it's you haven't already, the re we after that episode, Johnny David were 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 frightened, right? They weren't were, they were unsure where things were going, and me, Stephen, and Nick felt very comfortable. We weren't afraid. We were the gamers. We knew we knew kind of where the pieces were being laid. To me, the biggest difference between that episode and this episode was that episode was all set up. Right. You know, there was a bunch of setups. It, and we saw that it was laying the groundwork for what was to come, and we knew it was to come. I can confidently say there was no setups whatsoever in this episode, and that's part of the frustration around it. I'll allude to a, um, a, sh a show from last year, Andor, which was 
one of my favorites. And I think that show did a really effective job of like developing these three to four episode arcs that told a story of the main character's journey from uh, criminal to rebel leader. And I think if they, I, I felt like The Last of Us for the first six episodes was taking that similar uh, structure, like they were arcing the journey of Joel and Ellie along mm. with some of his side characters really effectively in like these two or one episode arcs. But this one really just kind of like came out of nowhere. It came out of left field. And I, I, I think that it didn't cohesively fit into the, the puzzle that is supposed to be season one. And yeah, I just think that it kind of didn't have as much staying power as the six episodes before it. It's like hitting a home run six times and then you hit a double or a triple. And you're like, eh, it could have been better, you know? Because mm -hmm. it was, it's been so great so far, I think. So, yeah. Let's break down episode seven then in uh, detail. And, and Johnny, Dave, Noah, you guys feel free to kind of jump in where you see little points of interest. But basically, episode seven opens with Joel and Ellie um, posted up in an abandoned house. Um, Joel is suffering from a bleeding uh, stab wound in his abdomen. Ellie is trying to stay with him, but Joel brusquely pushes her away and tells her to leave, go back up north uh, and find Tommy and to essentially leave him behind to die. And as Ellie considers this order from Joel, uh, we now flash back to her past where she's enrolled in Fedra school. She's running laps. She's getting bullied by Bethany. We all hate Bethany. Um, and uh, she Bethany. basically um, is missing her Fedra roommate uh, who had run away three weeks earlier, Riley, who that very night comes sneaking back into her dorm room and invites her on a journey out. Um, and so they leave. Um, so these two um, arrive Did at a strip Did you mention Kwong, Stephen? Yeah. You want me to mention him? Yeah. I think he's important. Okay. I do. Yeah. So before Riley arrives in the dorm room, we have a meeting between Ellie and Principal Kwong, uh, who's head of the Fedra school. Captain Kwong. Captain Kwong. Yeah. And he basically uh, puts a mug and a set of keys in front of Ellie and says, these are your two life paths. One is to become basically a peon in the quarantine zone who gets ordered around and cleans sewers every day. And the other option is to study hard in Fedra school, graduate with top honors, major in uh, sewage uh, cleaning, and be able to order other people around as a Fedra officer, eating three square meals a day, having your own room to yourself, and being able to just enjoy life. And, I, and I think it was interesting to hear Fedra's idea that they bring order to the world. Without them, there's chaos. And there's something to be said about that of, it's again, the grayness of the world. Um, I thought that was interesting. And I just want to add, I actually thought that this episode was going to lean into the Captain Kwong relationship with her. And I actually was kind of excited. And then it didn't happen. He, he, he just showed up for one scene and never <clears throat> reappeared again. Yeah. And I, Ellie, at, you know, at the end of that presentation basically says, I'll take the keys. She wants to become an officer. She'll study hard. She'll obey. And then Riley comes and says, hey, let's run away for the night. And she's like, yep. So basically they hop, skip, jump over a couple of rooftops and make their way to a strip mall. It's not a strip mall. 
but is it not okay. a strip it's mall? Like, it's like, like a, a very long mall. It's a very long mall. mall. Strip <laughs> mall is like outside yeah. parking strip lot. A strip you know, mall is like is like a motel. Yeah, you know, a motel of malls. Yeah, this yeah. is a mega mall. mall. Has an indoor, it's like a hotel, and they got to go inside. All right, all right. The local architect <laughs> schooled my ass. I deserved it. Uh, so at the mall, mall. Meet me uh, at the mall. Okay, Ellie and Riley down in the bathroom stall. Ellie and Riley pretty much have like a perfect day, other than like not being able to eat like Wetzel's pretzels. Like they hit up the carousel. Oh, Auntie uh, M's pretzels. I'm a Wetzel's pretzels kind of guy, so I mean, we're, we're gonna we're gonna take this outside. They hit up a photo booth. Um, they play Mortal Kombat at an arcade. Um, Riley, they get, ride an escalator. They ride an escalator, <laughs> which was an underrated scene. I think that was one of my favorite. Yeah, scenes that was fun. Yeah, um, and Riley it's gives than the her carousel. Riley gives her a book, no pun intended, volume two. And uh, they dance while wearing Halloween masks. Um, can, can we can we back up to that Mortal Kombat arcade? Sure, yeah. I mean, correct <laughs> me if one. I'm wrong in the comments, but I just believe it is physically impossible to learn how to do a fatality on a Mortal Kombat 2 arcade machine if you've never played it before. I don't care how many quarters you have. That is impossible. There's just that was the most unbelievable part of the episode. Yeah. The fact that she could yeah. do a fatality and then teach Ellie to do the fatality is not possible. It's not. They had yeah, a lot completely. of quarters, though. They, <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. Like, you know how many times I try to do that as a kid? You that is that is like the holy grail to get a fatality on your friend, and you just well, did nope. Listen, did any, listen, girl. Anyone... Girl was building pipe bombs in in the back. Okay, of maybe like a, maybe a that's Chinese the prerequisite. <laughs> She needed to release some steam. She probably took it out on that Mortal Kombat machine. Did you guys okay, com- comment comment below if you believe that she could do that because it's not possible. I don't care. <laughs> Did you guys notice that the fatality scene is the scene that wakes up the infected? Oh. Fatality. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're and right. Smacking the buttons oh, that's clever. And yelling. Yeah, yeah. And, and it wakes them up. It was actually an interesting for Oh, that's, that, that is clever. It. Yeah, I like that. I By the way, who is everyone's go-to Mortal Kombat character here? Sub-Zero. Yeah, Sub-Zero. I was just, uh, Scorpion or Reptile was always my go-to. Yeah, mine was Scorpion, so. Or, for the real fans, uh, Nob Sabat or Nob Saboot. Noob Sabat, David. Yeah, Noob Sabat. Boobs a lot. <laughs> Boobs a lot. Who was the uh, who's the girl with the blue uh, the blue outfit? Katana. Melina. You mean the girl that she Malina? was? Oh, oh, oh. yeah, Katana. Yeah, Katana. Katana. Yeah. You know what was really cool when they turn on the lights. Just speaking about like what I what we liked about the episode when they when she turns on all the lights, it did feel like they were in some sort of like like they were the archaeologists that you know first were in like the the pyramids, like the pharaoh's pyramids. It was just like and you just like they felt so small and they did a really great job of just capturing the newness and like amazement of like exploring this old dead world it was really it was really cool that was a cool scene I, I think that's a great work. Park. yeah the lights because i actually i don't really know if lights would do that in that world it was, it was very sh- theatrical yeah it was like doom 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 all bays lighting up that was that was great i don't believe that they were not visible like i think you would definitely see the light <laughs> yeah, you all the sounds yeah. going on yeah <laughs> anyway but uh 
you know, uh, keep to proceed, suspend, proceed, suspend our disbelief, you know, for the sake yeah, of entertainment. It's, um, it's worth it. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, and I, uh, Dave, I love that word ar- archaeological because it, it, you know, Ellie had the posters of Mortal Kombat in her dorm room and it was just mm-hmm. like she was experiencing the slice of life that she had never been uh, exposed to in the past because she grew up in the midst of this uh, global, you know, pandemic. So, well, and like as a character for like the last six episodes, she's always been like super inquisitive, which is like a really fun aspect yeah. of her character. Like she's always picking at Joel about like, oh, did they really do this back in the day? Or like, what was it like to f- like fly in an airplane? And you, when you saw her dorm room, you really got an aspect of she's a character who is really trying to understand the this world that she's been dropped into and then kind of almost finding like a holy grail type archaeological site like a mall which we take for granted as like a modern day human it was just it was fun that was like that was a fun aspect of the episode i think all of us have said it like the character building was great you know yeah. and you know we have our feelings about this episode as a whole but you know you can't deny that they did some good character work in this episode you know ultimately so yeah like yeah. if the show had a lot more episodes uh, ahead of it like let's say there was 12 episodes well, in the season. one more episode is all they I'm need just in saying, my opinion all i'm one saying more. is as long as you knew that Another there was one. only two left this wouldn't have felt so deflating but yeah. you know that they have to wrap up this plot in two episodes and that feels like this is a little frustrating because you're yeah. like okay that's because you want to enjoy it. the end of the season right like, this is yeah. what seven is you want to enjoy it, Johnny, right? Yeah. But you're like, oh gosh, you're like looking at the, you know, your watch, and you're like, are we really doing and the this most right important, now? The most important thing I have to say, and I think I didn't say it before, is that this is a prequel. You know, yeah, that she gets yeah. bit because of the season. You know that someone that she cares about dies here. You know that she has interest in girls because of the foreshadowing and comments. Like all of this was communicated, so this was just indulgence. David, I think you said that word before. It's like an indulgence and an idea about telling the story, but it was really, you know, unnecessary at this point. Yeah. And and you knew the whole time. You're just saying, when does she get bit? Like, that's all I thought about the entire time because that's what happens. Some would call that keeping you in suspense. But anyways. Yeah. <laughs> but Suspense, you know, frustration. Yeah. yeah. What ends up happening here is as they're having their wonderful night out together, uh, Riley reveals the truth behind why she invited Ellie out to the mall. And that's the fact that she's being shipped down to Atlanta QZ the very next day. Um, and also, surprise, surprise, she's building bombs for them. Yeah. As a non-gamer, I don't have the comprehension of this world like you guys. So let me ask two questions. Why does... The Fireflies need a 16-year-old girl to be transported to an Atlanta QZ. What skill set is she bringing that they need to transport her there? I love that you asked this, Johnny, because I did a deep dive. Okay. And in episode one, when Joel was trading pills with that federal officer, mm-hmm. he says that down in Atlanta QZ, they build two things, bullets and pills, pills and bullets. Fast forward to episode seven with Riley. We know that she's good at sneaking around. We know that she's good at smuggling things in and out. Mm. So people on the internet were saying that she was being sent down to Atlanta QZ to be a smuggler for gotcha. fireflies. The smuggle. Okay. I'm, I'm satisfied with that. Yeah. 
Um, I love the internet, love the, how they're a render farm for this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I felt frustrated by that in the moment, but I knew there's gotta be a good reason. Yeah. So that, that felt satisfying enough for me to kind of, uh, as the reason for why Riley was being sent down there anyways. Um, yeah, she's building bombs for them. Uh, and Ellie's like, what the hell is going on? She's pissed. Uh, she, she angrily leaves, um, the mall. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, I think it's important to note that, I mean, that's why I want you to bring up Kwong in the beginning, right? This is where Ellie and Riley have a deep difference in ideology, right? In the whole episode, they're kind of going back forth. They have fun and then they argue about their different ideologies. Um, and it's something that Neil Druckmann does a lot, in my opinion. Like he he pits two characters that have a deep love for each other against each other because of the world they live in, right? Because Ellie believes that Fedra is order, and Riley represents more freedom, anarchy. You know where they 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 have two opposing viewpoints, but in the end, what do they do? They say, "Screw it, we're we're in this together," and that's what's important. And I don't know. That was one of that was if you were going to ask me what my favorite part of the episode, that would be it. It was the fact that you know in this screwed up apocalyptic world with two different factions are telling them they're right, you know, we're we're what's going to save the world. These two people kind of found what was most important. You know, even though it didn't end well for them, that wasn't really their fault. I mean, it kind of their fault they they did they played Mortal Kombat, but whatever. In the end, that one was what was most important, right? The fact that they were together and they shared that love instead of building bombs or becoming officers to boss the Bethanies around. So I did like that part of the episode. But but they only did that and or realized that after they were doomed to death. Yeah. So no, I think it was before, you know, wasn't it? They, 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 right, so so let me let me kind of outline it for you. The scene I guess, I, I, guess, I, guess I think so. it was bef- just so. before. So Ellie was yeah, leaving Riley angrily, and that's true. Yeah, they made peace. You know, yeah, I get it. Yeah, we flip over to on the, the glass on the glass table, like yeah, they're dancing like this. Um, very awkwardly, I love I, I love how you know they're committed to. I feel like there was another sequence in this. I love show how tiny she is dancing. Um, yeah, she's, she's so much shorter than Riley, right? <laughs> Um, when they were like, yeah, Riley beats the crap out of Bethany. You were like, oh, I, I totally get why she's huge. Um, so Riley, uh, Ellie leaves after discovering the bombs and that Riley's being sent down to Atlanta QZ. Um, we flip over to the American doll store where an infected runner, uh, awakens. However, Ellie in the midst of leaving changes her mind, returns back to Riley and there they eventually share a kiss together ellie makes her true feelings about riley known riley reciprocates and ellie asks her to stay um in boston and riley kind of overwhelmed with her emotions for ellie agrees to do so and so uh they um kind of bask in that moment of bliss until the infected of course crashes in on their love fest um attacks both of them bites both girls and then gets killed um by ellie and riley can i just say the that beauty that, and the it, bleakness yeah can i just say that that infected was giving me major pirates of the caribbean 2 vibes <laughs> yeah. i yeah. i want to just i want to uh 
revision history. Um, <laughs> okay. The infected <laughs> is panned to and woken up during the combat, Mortal Kombat scene, which is a good 20 or 30 minutes before the dance scene. So you're actually like just oh, yeah, waiting right. for a long yeah. time for that reveal. You don't know if the infected is there waiting for Ellie by herself. You don't know if it's going to jump them into Mortal Kombat. Like, you really don't know for a long time. I just want to say, because I think that matters. Like, that was part of the pacing and intense. And I know, Noah, you're saying it was anticipation or suspense. Yeah, no, it's it's called uh, Hitchcock suspense, where he's like, you, if you um, have a scene where two people are drinking tea and then suddenly the table explodes, you didn't really anticipate that happening. But if you have a scene before these two individuals meet to have tea where someone slides a box with a bomb inside it underneath the table, and then these two people come and sit and have tea, your entire, the entire time you're thinking about when this bomb is going to go off. So I think it's called dramatic irony. Oh, I mean, it was you know, effective, but it was distracting because they had this whole like love sequence, and you're like, it just you're like, where's the plot? Like that's all I think about because like you already know she got bit, so you're like, it's just frustrating. It was a bit of a love fest, and the 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 thriller aspect felt kind of misplaced. No, I was just gonna say, um, and it's this is something that you guys brought up on episode two that was gonna be a plot hole that you were like worried about was. I thought they were setting up the climax of this episode and maybe like when Riley gets killed and Ellie gets bitten as all of the infected are connected, right? So when when that guy woke up, I thought the end of the episode was going to be like this the mall just like vibrating with like a horde of infected and that was going to be like our climactic action. Well, it's funny you say that, Dave, because a DLC, you deal with a horde. You don't deal with a single infected individual. Oh, see, that would have been so cool. It would it would have made more sense with this world building they did. You know, they made this whole root thing, and it was clearly, yeah. he was like attached to a root system. Yeah. So it felt a little inauthentic. They yeah. wanted to feel a little bit more intimate, which again, kind of goes back to this, the idea of like us being like, they're going to be a little bit inconsistent about this root mm. system. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So... Let's let's so let's uh, let's quickly close out this episode plot. So basically, they both get bit by the infected, um, and the the girls <laughs> the girls remain with each other uh, as they mull the options. They could take the easy way out. They could stay together and lose their minds to this virus. And Riley basically tells Ellie that it's important to stay together for whatever last moments you can have with loved ones. With that being said, we flash forward back to the present day where Ellie is standing outside of the garage door about to leave to go up north back to Tommy and leave Joel to die and she refuses to let him go so she does what video game Ellie would do um, and scavenges the entire place until she comes up with a, a spool and thread comes back to Joel and stitches him back up as she holds his hand and tells him that she's not leaving him behind um, and he nods and accepts accepts this as her final decision. And thus we conclude episode seven, Left Behind. That being said, let's go to our favorite part of the episode review. If we don't have anything else to talk about, um, conspiracy theories. Well, Dave, or, or throwback to last week, I have to give you an A minus. You said that Ellie needs to go out on her own with Joel incapacitated. I, I feel like you 
pretty much gotten that right on the mark. I forget, Johnny, what your theory was, but I have to give the. I said like all Johnny said things. Tommy was going to come. Tommy followed them and is going to pick up the F. like a relay race. F. F. I actually thought F I, I for now, for now, F for now. So. F minus. Oh. Maybe it'll happen in episode eight. Maybe I still won't. don't know. Did I, she um, get him up on the horse or did she drag him there? It looked like she dragged him. I think it looked like they dragged. Yeah, he, yeah. I have to abstain from this section. Yeah. Why you you're, not, you're not going to give us a theory? No, because okay. I, I saw the previews. Uh, did they give that much away? En- enough away. Yeah. It, it, I, can't, I, already, I can't make a conspiracy guess. Why would you watch it, you little jerk face? My, my wife likes to watch them, so. This is close your eyes. Usually, Adeline just reads all the spoilers. This is well. This is yeah. This is the wife that that spoils <laughs> movies for herself before she oh, goes. To so she knows how it's going to end. Then <laughs> I think so. <laughs> She's probably she doesn't know. She didn't know this episode's results. So yeah, uh, probably because it wasn't part of the plot. Stephen, did you watch the preview? <laughs> no, I didn't watch the preview. But I know, I know like the video game. So you know the generalness. Yeah, I know the general. I still don't know if that's going to happen, but okay. I know who the I next say, characters are at least. Okay. I would say this is my this is my theory, and I'm going to try to lock it in for the next two episodes, and I'm not going to be wishy washy about it. This is like a finite theory. I don't think the I think the suturing of the wound is a band aid. Like I'm sure Joel is still dying from internal bleeding, so I think maybe Joel gets enough energy to get ellie somewhere they don't go back north to the convent or commute commune they're not nuns so they, they keep <laughs> going they keep, they keep going towards utah and i'm gonna say maybe the last episode we meet a character that they're gonna trust like who's a firefly mm. joel dies and ellie has to go on go with this uncertain person and we're left like does she make it or does she not make it i don't know if so that's like the season ends on a cliffhanger is that what you're I saying i think this i think this season sets up with season two is ellie is alone and afraid trying to continue on this like journey that marlene has set her up for with like mm-hmm. a um what is it when you can't trust the narrator? Unreliable, unreliable narrator. Unreliable narrator. I'm, I'm from New Jersey. We talk with our hands. Unreliable guide. Like saying, I'm going to take you to Utah, but maybe they're not a firefly. I don't know. I like where David's going, where he's just trying to conclude the season. So that I think maybe I can give a guess towards. Without, okay. I still think Tommy shows up because I feel like the way they introduced him and his loyalty to his brother, it would be a waste of a relationship to not bring him back. I could be wrong. They've done that before. And I think there's going to be, I'm hoping there's at least two. I think that I know there's another bump coming, like whatever that is. I don't want to say anything for David, especially. I don't want to tell you guys what it is, but I think there's at least two more sequences. I think each episode has to cover it. I hope they do. Um, and I think that the last one, I don't think Joel dies. I think they make it. And I think, and I hope that they are um, stuck out in the wilderness, kind of without um, kind of without clarity of what's next. Like 
they're deflated because they find out the Firefly thing is not going to work. And then you're going to kind of be like, this whole world of theirs is theirs to figure out. Um, I don't know if that'll be satisfying, but that's what I think is. Wow, you guys, you guys are is, going for the vague endings. Is Nothing game to... ambiguous. Very well, ambiguous. I, I feel like this. I feel like this show introduces completely random things every episode, like things that you would have never. You can't predict. You know, it's like they haven't built up any idea what it could be. They're, I know they're going to introduce new characters. I have no idea who they are. I know. I know it's coming. So I don't know what it is. You know what I don't want, but I think they could do something cool with is I don't want dragons to no not, the dragons would be cool. Um, <laughs> from dragons, I now from what Johnny's saying is I feel like season two is going to be like a rescue arc. I think Ellie's going to get kidnapped by somebody. guys. Don't worry your pretty little heads if, about season if, two. Yeah, listen, listen. What if Joel <laughs> harnesses the power of the infected like a Super Saiyan? <gasps> All right. This is not an this is not an anime. This is just watch his muscles just get like beefy and he's like all I want I want to ask I want to ask my fellow gamer something. Do you think they're gonna be able to pull off this next two episodes? If they if they're following the game, can you confidently believe that they have enough time to? do it in a satisfactory way or are they are they going to cut lots <laughs> cut heaps off only if uh well so the final sequence of the game is actually a lot shorter than you you think it is it's yeah i'm not a, worried about that it's I'm, only a long mission but it's yeah it's it, how it long can be is a, it it's quite long because it's like you know it's like the final the final level you know what i mean so just think about it oh, like in those terms zombie boss we're talking about a zombie boss uh, I'm not We're not talking you, about I'm anything. Not give you anything, um, <laughs> but the hive mind. I think they would need like full 60, 70 minute episodes to really, really close us out in a satisfying manner. Is it the so. Truman Show? It's a simulation. <laughs> Could you imagine? It's all a military. Simulation. <laughs> if, 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 like, if this is like aliens at the end, I'm going to be annoyed. It's like biochemical warfare where aliens dropped like a fungus. Do you think me, Stephen, and Nick would call it a masterpiece if that happened? Definitely. <laughs> you bad teeth. <laughs> Broke with terrible taste. Um, all right, let's let's close this out. Episode seven is now officially in the books. Uh, thank you to my hosts, Johnny, Dave, and Noah, for being here talking through this episode. It's crazy to kind of think that we're all on the same page about this episode which was a nice little surprise um never happens yeah at the end of the day i think we we appreciate the artistry of episode seven there's a lot of good things to like but there was more concern coming out of the episode watch than there was uh enjoyment and immersion so yeah we'll see what happens with episode eight and nine i think you know one small dink here doesn't mean that it's going to be a complete miss but we we await these final two episodes with bated breath. Why is the word "dink" weird? Yeah, I thought dinky you were gonna wink. say just because yeah. there's a dink here doesn't mean there won't be a doink over there. <laughs> <laughs> that would be good. Oh, I should have said that. Every I don't know if those you. I don't know if those have other meanings. So yeah, I, I, I love yeah. the word "doink." That's yeah, a great word. Dink over here. Um, you might want an urban dictionary that. I, I might. Yeah. Doink. But anyways. Don't forget to sub to our channel, leave comments, like our videos, write handwritten uh, letters or send telegrams, whatever. 
Tell us that you hate us. Well, Whatever. Yeah, cool. yeah. We love just, that. You know, love churn that. the churn the engagement algorithm. Um, what was your we best again, Shout out. We want to shout out Nick and Katrina again, congratulating them on their uh, wedding this past weekend. We love you guys. Wait, and we look forward to having him back yelling at us about episode eight and eight and nine on this recording. Do, so do, do we think Nick liked this episode quickly? I don't think he liked this episode. No, I don't think so either. Yeah. Okay. I think you know, Nick, it's DLC content best. and like he just he's a he's a purist, you know. He's worried about the pacing too. I know I got like, you, Nick. You worried I about the pacing. Yeah. I got you. <laughs> Um, but we can we can ask him when he's back uh, on yeah, the we'll airwaves do, for episode eight. Yeah, so. we'll do a little little recap for him. On, yeah. Quick, see what he thought. Yeah, so we'll see you guys for episode eight of The Last of Us next week. Thanks for tuning into the Spooky Screen. Peace out, y'all. <laughs>